The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our All 32 series on the Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson and Katie Mox here. This is the series where we catch you up with insiders to give you the need-to-know information on every NFL team. And today we are so excited to be catching up with ESPN reporter covering the Tennessee Titans, Teron Davenport. Teron, thank you so much for joining us today. How's everything going in Tennessee? Everything is great. Thank you for having me. It's a wonderful city. Uh, you know, Ryan Wilson always says on the podcast that there's no team that doesn't like the, the if, if you had to pick a team in, in the NFL that doesn't fit the city that they play in, the Titans are like yeah. the number one team because it's like it's like run ball, vanilla defense, frable <laughs> meat. And it's like, meanwhile, it's like bachelorette parties are flying up and down Broadway uh, with people <laughs> hanging off of buses. Um Toronto uh, on a scale of one to ten, with one being a Harlem Globetrotters game and ten being American Ninja Warrior. Uh, how much of a competition is there actually going on between Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis? Yeah, I would probably say a two or a three. It's not really a competition, honestly. They've uh, said, <laughs> excuse me, they said that uh, Ryan Tannehill is the starter, and uh, that's pretty much how it's been. I mean, he's taken pretty much all of the first team reps. He's head and shoulders better than Willis, Malik Willis, and Will Levis through what we've seen in OTAs and minicamp. Sorry, that, no disrespect there to Malik Willis, too. It's just like given the – I think Vrabel s- s- like made his intentions very clear when he signed Josh Dobbs off – literally off the street last year before that playoff, before the Week 17 game or 18 game. Yeah, you know, Malik Willis was never supposed to play last year, to be honest right. with you. He, he was always a developmental prospect that they were going to bring along gradually, and he was just rushed into action, and we saw the results, and now, you know, he's caught in a – a battle for the backup spot. So how would you say, what would we phrase what the Titans are right now? Are they rebuilding, retooling, competitively, re-engaging? We do know that DeAndre Hopkins met with the team. You know, what what, what are the vibes right now? What What is this team doing right now? Would you say this is more of a rebuilding year? 
I wouldn't say that necessarily. I think it's more like a reload. And if you talk to the players, they'll tell you like they have every intention to compete for a Super Bowl this upcoming season. And I mean, that's what you would expect from these guys at this level, the ultimate competitors. And if if you look at the roster, there are a few pieces away from being able to go against a team like the Bills, the Chiefs, et cetera. They still need to add some weaponry on the offensive side of things. But if you look, you know, their formula has always been run the football, play defense, limit turnovers, and they're built once again to be able to do that. So I think uh, if you look at them, their belief is honestly to, to compete. It's not a rebuild. They're not putting everything back together. It's, it's already together in their mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's weird in the NFL. I mean, I guess any sport really, like you can't be an athlete and you really can't be competitive. You can't have any competitive nature whatsoever. You know, even like our jobs, you can't be like, well, I think we're (laughs) like the eighth or 10th best football podcast out there. You know, that's just where we're sitting (laughs) on. Um, But I mean, like you can't, if you're an NFL player, there's, there's an NFL player in the world. We we talked about with Brady Quinn, like, D Milner came out I, like 10 years ago or eight years ago, whatever it was. And they're like, you remember yeah. this? And they were like, they're like, do you think like, who, who's the best cornerback in the NFL? He's like me. And everybody's yep. like, what? You're not even the best cornerback on the sorry jets team. He's like, but I mean, you have to, you have to act that way and feel that way and believe that way. And there's no chance in hell that Mike Vrabel would roster anybody. In my, in my opinion, he wouldn't, that doesn't actually believe they can go out and win on any given day. And we, we've seen it, man, this, they you know, Vrabel dragged them to the the number one seed, and uh, it was either twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I mean, like they were they've been competitive despite despite themselves. Really, I, I guess like I, I it's hard to find a path. It's hard to it's hard to look at this team and find a path where they are successful. But you you believe internally they are saying, okay, this might not be pretty, but we've got enough where we can play defense and we can run the football with Derrick Henry. Um, where's he at in terms of? His, you know, physical, um, mental, contractually, like he's in, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a a, a weird time to be Derrick Henry right now. Do, do you think he has the big season again, and, and does he do it on the Titans all year? Yeah, I think he does have the big season again. One, one of the things I've always liked about Derrick Henry is his ability to compartmentalize, right? He'll take that contract off and put it over there and not be mm. concerned with it. And that's how it was when he was in the contract year before, obviously with two voidable years, this is possibly the last dance for him. So I think, you know, Derrick Henry is a guy that continues, even as he's approaching 30 years old, he continues to be someone that can run the football as well as anyone in, in the league. Now his yards per carry have decreased some, and he doesn't exactly have that same finishing ability that he used to. Whereas he got to the second level in the past, and it's deuces. He's gone. He's yeah. pulling away from everybody. And you'll see him do that, but he's gotten caught from behind a couple of times uh, over the past season. So that's probably where you'll see the big change, but he's still in superb shape. He actually came to OTAs earlier than he has mm-hmm. in the, the five seasons that I've covered this team. So that was a good sign. He didn't take part as much. In, in OTAs and minicamp, but there were opportunities for him to catch the football and, and do those types of things. So I, I think he's going to be able to hit the ground running and have another solid year. All right, so uh, just to follow up on that, last the last so in the last three years, you had he had the 370 carry season where he went for 2K, right? And then 
the following year, they ran him like 150 times in the first seven weeks or so, something insane. It was like, he was on pace to like yeah. scatter that number. And that's when he finally got hurt, right? I mean, you're laughing because yeah. you know how big the number was. Like, if you were, if yeah, you were following – you're following the Titans, you're like, what are they doing? Um, yeah. And then, you know, he misses most of the season with the foot injury because he had too much wear and tear. And then this past year at 330, 334 maybe it carries. And, like, 330 has been the magic number for analytics. Football Outsiders talks about it. If you go over 330, you are just – like, you're asking to get injured the following season or see a decline in production. Do you think the Titans will – pump the brakes at all in their usage early on of Derrick Henry, or are we going to see full-blown King Henry out of the gate given this roster? I think they're going to continue to run the football, but I don't know if it's going to be as much because you you look at, it, you know, Tim Kelly, he's a guy that likes to use a lot of empty, likes to use a lot of 13 personnel, 12 personnel, but pass out of those that set, the mm. 12 or 13 personnel. So I, I think it's going to be balanced, but then one thing also – be aware of is Tajay Spears, the the rookie out of Tulane, who had an awesome senior season, and then he really did well at the Senior Bowl. They're doing a lot to get him involved, not just running the football, but in the passing game also. So I think that will offset it slightly. So if they're if they're still going to run the ball and maybe there's uh, you know offset it a little bit, you look at Derrick Henry's uh, regular season rushing yards, his over and under is set to twelve twenty five and a half. I believe he was over fifteen hundred yards last right. season. Uh, you look at his rushing touchdowns; that line is set to nine and a half. We still going over for Henry on these? Absolutely, absolutely. Twelve hundred yards. I'm going over. You know, especially you look at how many games this, this season is now. Yeah, he, he, he and the nine and a half touchdowns, I'm going over also because, you know, they get inside the five yard line, even it's, it's just a red zone period, let alone low red zone. He's getting the football, you know, yeah. and no one scores more one and two yard touchdowns than Derrick Henry. So that's always going to be a, a, a bonus. He had uh, 10 rushing touchdowns when he played eight games in 2021. He uh, he has 56 rushing touchdowns in the last four years. That is outrageous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like do, if you buy the, – the, the, the for me, the two competing things here with Henry are – you mentioned the compartmentalization, and I think that's key, but I also think he knows it's a contract year, and he knows that if he runs really well this season, as he – like if he has – He's average over the past four years, 1,510 yards, 1,510 and a half yards and 14 touchdowns, which is just ridiculous. And if he, if he does that again, like he's going to get paid on the open market. Um, it's just a matter of staying healthy. And man, oh man, if he if he can stay healthy, he can do damage. All right, the, the Titans, if they want to do damage, uh, they're going to have to be good on defense. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll ask you about the defense next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so defensively, the Titans, I, I, I feel like they've been better than what the advanced analytics say. Like, I think they're like 20th, 20th last year and 22nd in football outsiders DVOA. But just like anecdotally, I was sort of expecting them to be top 15, top 10. Vrabel, you know, he's had some turnover at the position, uh, the defensive coordinator uh, position, excuse me. But like, you look at that defense and they got players on there. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have players. The The problem is defending the pass. They were 32nd against the pass this last year, which is, you know, it's dead last. It's terrible. And they gave up a lot of big plays. I think when you add a guy like Arden Key who could rush the passer from the inside, also as an edge guy, and you mix that in with Jeffrey Simmons, who, in my opinion, is a top three defensive tackle, you know, interior guy. You got Danico Autry. They have a lot up front. It's just how Howard Landry bounce back. That's that's the big thing. He had the torn ACL last September, and um, you know it hasn't been a full calendar year. We didn't get to see him in OTAs and minicamp. But that pass rush, that's where it starts. That's exactly where it starts. But you look at the second level. They lost a guy like David Long Jr., who I think is an outstanding. I mean, he's one of those guys that you know you get the all twenty-two and. Uh, I always watch 51 specifically mm. just, just for the entertainment that, that he brings, you know, the way he flows to the football, how he blows up blocks, how he weaves around the offensive lineman, his, his, his coverage, but he's not there anymore. He's in Miami. And I think, you know, the addition of Aziz Alshire uh, from San Francisco, I think that's going to help cover that. So they should be solid in the second level. Then you look at the secondary it's really about the corners. You know, Christian Fulton is in a contract year. He has to find a way to get healthy. I talked to, uh, you know, some people from his camp and what he looked to do this this offseason. He trained in Miami with a trainer who worked with LeBron James and, mm. and uh, Dwayne Wade. And it was specifically to eliminate soft tissue injuries. So that's going to be interesting watching him. He'll be a left corner. you got Sean Murphy Bunning, the free agent addition. Um Roger McCreary as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that secondary works. And by the way, Kevin Byard is the best safety in football, the most complete, in my opinion. He got Amani Hooker with him. So they have the players there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. You know, anytime, by the way, and sorry, Kate, not to jump in there, but anytime we talk about the Titans, we really need to keep the uh, the Deion Sanders tweet uh, handy. Just so it's like, it's like, very like he's like he's like you stay being a fan, I'll stay being the man. And Kevin Byers like, yeah. dude, I'm an all pro safety. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Do you watch this game? <laughs> Unbelievable! That was the year he led the league in, in interception. <laughs> all time, all time. You know, for me, it's hard to bet against the Titans, even if they are in you know a rebrand or a retool. And I can't remember what the word was that uh, you said specifically. Reload because there's reload because they're so well coached. And you look at someone yeah. like Rabel. I mean, he is a dog. But there has been a lot of coaching uh, brain drain, I guess, for a better lack of word, where a lot of these assistants have become so successful that they have moved on. You look at Matt Lafleur. You look at Arthur Smith, uh, just to name a few 
two of them. Has that kind of affected the team at all that these, you know, these really smart brains have moved on to other teams? I think offensively it did, you know, um, Todd Downing was a great dude, you know, um, he had great play design and things like that. But when it came time to call in the plays and layering them, it just didn't work. Mm. So now that you have Tim Kelly in, in tow, then you, you look at Charles London, who came over from Atlanta. He's the pass game coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. The quarterback coach, Pat O'Hara, moved to a pass game analyst. Derrick Henry's position coach is now the tight ends coach, mm. and he's a run game coordinator. So you had some shuffles. And then they have consistently had uh, Rob Moore, who I think is one of the best receiver coaches in the league. He's working with the receivers. And you got um, Coach Alton, who came over from the Broncos, working with the running backs. So, <clears throat> excuse me, they have plenty of uh, offensive minds. It's just going to be a matter of bringing them all together. And I, I think, you know, if they could do it successfully, it kind of reminds me of the Eagles 2017. You know, you look at Philly Special. That was a play that Press Taylor, like his assignment was to bring them trick plays. And he had watched that play. The Bears did it the previous year, and he brought it to Doug Peterson. And, you know, they put that in the playbook. And then you look at Zach Ertz, his touchdown on the slant. It was a combination. Like, they have motion and different things to set it up. It was a combination of plays. And that particular play design was a collaboration of multiple coaches, John Filippo. Doug Peterson, Frank Wright, as well as Press Taylor, they all came together and pulled different things from plays and put it into that one. So I say all that to say, if they can have that type of synergy and collaboration, which has been a key word throughout the organization this offseason, if they can have that, then I think you can have some success. The offensive line is something that Tennessee prided itself on, or not prided itself on, but just like leaned on, right? I mean, Derek, obviously Derek Henry is a stud, but you know, that offensive line for so long was just very, very consistent. And it feels like if we're going to use the term reloading, maybe, maybe offensive line is a good place to start. Uh, you know, they bring in Andre Dillard at left tackle Eagles fans, not upset that the Titans paid him. I, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, you know, they were not mad that the Titans went out and spent on him draft Peter Skronsky in the first round. What are you hearing, seeing, about this offensive line in terms of its ability to be ready to go from jump street because I mean it's, I mean critical for every team but really critical for the Titans to get downhill with that offensive line. Yeah, they've also uh, added a free agent in Daniel Brunskill from the 49ers. So, you got three new starters. Yeah. Uh, Skaronski is probably going to play left guard. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got this summer cold, man. You're Sorry fine. about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Andre Diller will be the left tackle. And he's an interesting situation because, you know, it was just a unique thing that happened there in Philly, whereas Jordan Mailata just developed into yeah. a top left tackle. And it's just the best players are going to play. You know, like Diller couldn't get on the field after uh, Mailata developed that way. But I think we look at the offensive line, the left guard last year, Aaron Brewer has moved to center. And they're all about you know, firing off the football, being fast, playing with more tempo. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I think when you look at that, right, there's a lot of athleticism up front. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer at, at right tackle. So they're just going to look to it's, – it's different from the Roger Saffold days and yeah. Ben Jones and those guys where they were just overpowering people up front. I think you're going to see more of that, that zone type of scheme. Interesting. Um, 
it's just going to be like more athletic. I think that's really what it comes down to. I do think they'll be better at pass pro. Uh, that was an area they struggled mightily last year. You know, Dennis Daly at left tackle, it just it, it wasn't cutting it. And um, you know, I think Dillard will be a, a you know upgrade from that. So, do you think that they're, they're running, like? Do you think they'll change in terms of like the play calling and the style of like running plays that they use with Henry, where it's like more zone, one cut? Like, you know, sort of, I mean, you mentioned the 49. I mean, you mentioned uh, uh, a Brunskill coming from San Francisco. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could, you know, I mean, Dillard's at, Dillard was really athletic coming out of college. Like, I mean, is it a case of like maybe they're going to just try to alter how they operate and like, and will, and will that work for Henry? I think they're going to remain very, very similar, you know, stretch outside zone, that type of stuff, inside zone as well. Um, you'll probably see. Man, it's tough to talk, man. You'll probably see a mixture of, of power and gap as well. But I think for the most part, when you have a guy like Henry who is so good at stringing it out, putting his foot in the, in the ground and cutting it back, you know, finding that lane, that design cutback lane, that's where a lot of his home runs happen. So they're definitely going to continue to incorporate that. It would be crazy not to. I tell you what, there's nothing worse than a summer cold. In the winter, you yeah. expect it, and you think it's right. like the season, and then all of a sudden in the summer, you're like, no, it's it's warm was, outside. What's happening that was to the me? One, that was the one thing about COVID that was like, like I, I like I said, I got a nine-year-old. It was like like when like nobody, we, kids weren't going to school. It was like nobody got sick. You're like, holy crap. I mean, the yeah. entire winter of going, like, of not feeling like absolute butt because my child is dragging him every like, cold possible. Yeah, but you know, so, summer cold is, 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 a, is a brutal one for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. It only comes that the get that tickle, it only comes oh. when I talk. You know, so yeah, like yeah. that. And you could, you yeah. could you be drinking four gallons of water. It wouldn't matter. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I was fine all day. And then, of course, as soon as I get into the studio, you get that tickle in your throat. And mm -hmm. you just, every yep. time you go to talk, you're like, well, this is just what it is. But before we let you out of here, so you could cough your brains out and, you know, get it all out. <laughs> Titans, Titans win total. Okay, seven and a half. Their win total in the division, which the division has gotten more interesting. Uh, that over-under is at three and a half, with the under actually juiced to minus 140. How many wins is Tennessee? getting this year i think they get nine wins this year honestly okay. um it's just when you have ryan Tannehill, derrick henry mike Vrabel, and that defense you're always going to be like good enough to not have a really high pick you know barring injury yeah. you're always going to be good enough so I, I think yeah you look at nine wins i think that's very attainable um the division itself i mean Look, the Colts are the Colts. The Texans, we know what has gone on there. I doubt they get swept by the Jaguars again. So, you know, if I look at that, that's four wins right there. Four wins right there. Okay, so we're taking the over on both of those. Thank you so much to Teron Davenport for hanging with us today and getting us all caught up on the Titans. Stay tuned for more from All 32 with Daily Drops in your podcast feed and on YouTube. Thank you again, Teron. It was a pleasure. And make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube page. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Teron. Thank you. Appreciate it. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to The Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the sun. 
a new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.